Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, November 21st. Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, as we start off a Thanksgiving week south of the border. Uh, a big Monday slate, bigger than normal. Remember, Thanksgiving week, we shift toward bigger slates on Monday and Wednesday because of the holiday. And Thursday, the NHL has no action. So uh, as a result, you get bigger cards on Mondays and uh, Thursday, Wednesday. Uh, this particular week and actually a lighter Tuesday card tomorrow, but it's just the way it works on the holiday week. So with that in mind, let's jump right into it. It's a big card. Uh, we've got uh, 10 games on tap tonight and we'll start with Edmonton and New Jersey devils minus minus one fifty home favorite, six and a half, the total in this game. Uh, obviously these teams have already actually played and remember it was when, uh, New Jersey went on that great road trip out West uh, and they ended up sweeping it, including a victory against uh, Edmonton uh, 4-3, coming back and stealing one, uh, essentially, uh, because Edmonton was up late and New Jersey goes bang, bang, and they end up taking a 4-3 victory in Edmonton. It was a shocking defeat uh, for the uh, Oilers in that game. So it's one of those games where, look, they had the victory in the palm of their hands and New Jersey snatched it away. I'd expect... Edmonton to be really fired up and be ready to play here, but do you want, do you want to step in front of New Jersey right now? You know, that's the question you got to ask yourself. I mean, they've been playing just remarkable hockey right now, 12 game win streak, the second longest win streak in franchise history. And they're just one shy of tying the record 13 game streak. That's one of the best devils teams in recent memory had in 2001, you know, the championship team that year, you know, Niedermeyer and, uh, you know, uh, all those great uh, Devils team, uh, Broder, of course, and that great de- those great Devils teams of the 2000s or late 90s when uh, Lou Lamorello was the GM there, back when he still was a pretty good GM. Uh, you know, back a situation where uh, the Devils were great back then. That's the type of team they're trying to match here with this 13th straight win tonight if they're able to get it. Uh, it's definitely a game I lean over with at six and a half. If it, make sure you shop around with it. Uh, if you can find it, Skinner is back in net again for the Oilers tonight. Stuart Skinner, who continues to play great. Now, they went to Akira Schmid against uh, Ottawa, uh, gave Vanacek a rest, but probably we'll see Vanacek back in net tonight for the uh, Devils in this game. It's going to be a, a lean, maybe a small play to the over, but more of a prop game for me potentially uh, in this game more than anything. And I'm going to go back to the well with Matthias Janmark. Didn't work out on Saturday against uh, Vegas, but he had chances. He's on the top line with McDavid and Iman. You're getting a great price. And Warren Fogle for Edmonton as well. It's a guy that's moved up to the second line. He scored the other night against Vegas. Finally getting that offense going that we know he's capable of. And for New Jersey, take your pick. I mean, Zetterland, Heeshear, Brad Hughes, Sharon Govich, Miles Wood, McLeod, and Bastion are a fourth line that can score any night. You take your pick with Devils forwards from a prop standpoint because all of them are capable right now with the way they're playing. What do you think here, Alex, Edmonton, New Jersey? Yeah, there's there's no way I'm stepping in front of this New Jersey team right now. I mean, you look at, like I said, since these two teams played and we were shocked to see the Devils pick up that win against the Edmonton. We've seen Edmonton just flip-flop, go back and forth. They're having the issues now in goal, and New Jersey just continues to win from that point on. So uh, this is a hell of a run that they've been on. Like you said, you know, they're getting it done in a much different fashion than the last team to, to run off a dozen wins in a row. You mentioned that 
uh, Devils team of the 2000s. They were the the epitome of 90s and 2000s hockey, playing slow defense, having the best goalie in the world at the time and Marty Brodeur. They're getting it done offensively now. Uh, and that's something we haven't been able to say about New Jersey for quite some time. Consistent offense, uh, you know, scoring three or more goals uh, virtually in, in every game throughout this uh, win streak. That That's what's really impressive. And they're getting it throughout the depth chart as well. Uh, any night of the week, uh, anybody from the top four lines can, can find the back of the net. Uh, and that's that's concerning for Edmonton. You know, how long can they continue to ride uh, Stuart Skinner? Like I said, it's it's a two-prong issue in my book. Not only is Jack Campbell not playing well, you spend all this money on him, but Stuart Skinner is not the guy that you want to just run all the way through and have him be a number one goalie. They, their, their plan at the beginning of the year was to have these guys kind of switch off, but mostly give Campbell the time and the confidence. But now with Skinner getting logging these big minutes, how long can he last? And can he withstand a, a team like New Jersey that you know will be firing off shots left and right and, and continuing the pressure? So I want nothing to do with the side. Really don't even want to touch the total. I do want to look at Connor McDavid shots on goal. I think you're getting a cheap price here, over three and a half. And I'm seeing a bunch of books that still have a dollar five listed. Uh, I think that's a really cheap price for a guy who's had four more shots in seven of the last nine games. So I'm going to go Connor McDavid uh, over shots on goal. You know, we talk about that with, with some of these top-tier players. You're going to get a lot of value. I think that's an incredible value price for a guy we know is going to be firing, and, and that's what's predicated on Edmonton if they're going to win this game and end this New Jersey win streak. Yeah, no question. Oh, that's good. That actually does seem like it's a little bit of a uh, a bit of a bargain there with uh, McDavid. You're right in terms of the uh, shot prop. We'll see if he can uh, and solve that tonight again or continue to uh, get the uh, chances on net against the uh, Devils tonight. And like I said, I think Yanmark and Fogel, they're both worth uh, a look to with the Oiler props tonight. Calgary and Philadelphia. Calgary minus 220 road favorites, six the total in this one. Uh, we've seen uh, a little bit of money come in on the Flames since uh, the uh, line opened. Uh, and we've definitely seen some money come in on the uh, regulation line on Calgary because that's gone up as well. I, I actually bet it at minus 130. It's all the way up to minus 145 now. But I'll still go with that as the play here, Calgary and regulation. I think Calgary's got to put some wins together. They're playing well in a lot of these games. The Florida game, they finally got rewarded for good play. I thought Markstrom was brilliant, you know, in a game that featured a lot. It was a high event game. You know, there were a lot of chances. There was good pace. There was a lot of power plays. It was a chippy game. That was a great hockey game, Saturday afternoon, Flames and Panthers. That was a terrific hockey game. You had a scrap as well, a pretty good one with Gilbert and Lomberg uh, in that game. It was a just outstanding regular season hockey game. If you're Calgary, you got to not just win one and go back into the doldrums again. you got to string some wins together. You're better than this Philadelphia team. They've lost six in a row. You know, they're not playing very good hockey right now, uh, the Flyers. Uh, I think there's a chance for Calgary to get on a little bit of a roll. Uh, again, finally get some goals, Philadelphia, the other night against Montreal. And then, of course, can't uh, shut the door defensively, and they end up losing 5-4 in a shootout. So it's just been uh, all kinds of issues right now for uh, Philadelphia. And going into this game, I think when you look at it, Calgary trying to get on a little bit of a run. Plus, the injuries are just really crippling this team. They're getting worse, too. I mean, they've already been without Atkinson and Couturier and Scott Lawton's out now and Travis Konechny's out. I mean, their top three centers are out, Philadelphia. They're gutted at center ice right now, absolutely gutted. And that is not a place where you want to be weak. They've got a center ice tonight with Morgan Frost as the top-line center. He's not a top-line center. Sorry. Uh, no way is he a top-line caliber center in the NHL right now. Noah Cates moves up to the second center spot. Patrick Brown, Lucas Sedlak. It's about as weak as it gets down the middle. Uh, I think 
this hat this should be a spot Calgary takes care of business. Uh, if they play anything like they have, they've been, they've been in this rut where they've been playing well enough in a lot of these games and not getting the result to go with it. Tonight should be that night. I like them in regulation here. What do you think, uh, Alex? Yeah, regulation is fine. I'm actually even going with the team total, uh, three and a half, going over a dollar twenty. That's not too bad of a price, especially if you look at Carter Hart's numbers. He's going to be starting for for Philly tonight. He's been terrible. He's given up three or more goals in each of his last five starts. They've all been losses. Uh, he has not been uh, the the solid goaltender that we saw in the beginning month of this year. Like I said, the injuries mounting for Philly. Uh, you know, it, we're they're as bad as we thought they would be now at this point, and, and things are only going to get worse. Calgary needs a, a good game to kind of right the ship, get things turned around at both ends of the ice. I think this will be the night they can do it. But I'm going to go team total over three and a half minus a dollar twenty. All right, liking the uh, team total there for uh, Calgary. Boston, Tampa Bay, we've got even money here, both sides, minus 110, six the total uh, in this game. Or the Boston Bruins continue to have just this remarkable season, 16-2 and two, uh, is their record. Tampa Bay starting to put it together, though. They've won four in a row, so great matchup here between these two teams. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with the Boston side here, the Bruins, at minus 110 uh, in this one. I, I like the Bruins here in this game. I like the way they're playing. I, Tampa Bay, you know, to the – Although, you know, they've won four in a row, Washington was depleted. They played Nashville, who've been up and down. The Calgary game, they got dominated in that 4-1 win, and Vasilevsky had one of his best games of the year. Calgary deserved a better fate, I thought. Uh, in that, Markstrom gave up a real soft goal in that game. The Dallas game could have went either way. They ended up winning 5-4 uh, in overtime. Um, I, I definitely think uh, Boston here just playing extremely well. And you look at the way they're playing as well lately, too. It's not only that they're winning these games. They're actually carrying the play. They're, they possess the puck more. They're in the offensive zone more than their opponent is. Uh, they're getting more chances, more shots on goal. I mean, they're dictating play, and you like to see that from uh, Boston as well uh, going into this game. And they've actually had the better of it against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, four head-to-head meetings last year. Bruins went 3-1 and one, uh, against the Lightning last season. So just playing too well to pass up them at this price, which you're not going to get very often with them playing this way. Uh, I like the Bruins here, even money. Alex, uh, Boston, Tampa. Yeah, I like the Bruins here, but I'm probably going to sprinkle just a little bit on the draw here as well. We've seen these teams play each other tight. Like I said, uh, you know, even Boston winning three of the last four, but we've seen three of the last five go to OT. Uh, one of those other two games also decided by one goal. So it could be a really close battle. Uh, Vasilevsky, and he's a, a guy, like I said, We've seen his he had his struggles so far this year, but he he steps up in big games. He knows this is going to be a, a, a big time team that he's playing against, uh, and, and I think we see a good defensive effort from Tampa. I don't know if it's going to be enough offensively to to get the win here. If Vasilevsky is going to have to really stand on his head to shut down this Boston uh, team throughout, I think they get the win. But I would not be shocked if it sees if we see uh, overtime in this one. So Boston minus a dollar ten, but a little sprinkle on the regulation or or, or the regulation draw. Yeah, Boston money line, but I think the draw. I think it's probably a tight game as well, and a chance to go to OT. It should be very competitive. Carolina, Winnipeg. We've got uh, Carolina minus one seventy uh, road favorites here. Six the total. This number's gone up uh, from the opener. Uh, it was opened as low as minus one thirty five with Carolina. Now up to minus one seventy, and the reason for that is a big Civ Dave sighting, uh, David Riddick uh, in this game, which has tempered my enthusiasm for the Jets. I really did want to back the Jets here because I think getting them at a price like this, the way they've played at home this year, 6-2, and two, albeit they did lose their last game at home Saturday night against Pittsburgh. Uh, I know Alex liked Pittsburgh. I think it was his best bet or something, I think so, on Saturday on the show. So good call there. Uh, Pittsburgh, it was an ugly game. Not a whole lot going. I mean, it was really well defended both sides. 
Uh, the, neither team gave up a lot of quality chances to the other, uh, but Pittsburgh found a way to at least put a couple pucks in the net uh, in that game. So, you know, the Jets, uh, I, I, they're, they're playing some really good hockey under bonus, especially defensively. Ten and six, like I said, overall six and two at home. But and I, and I like the idea of getting a price like this with them. But can I trust David Riddick uh, in net is going to be the question. Now, he did get a win in his last start against Seattle and actually played p- pretty solid. Two goals allowed on uh, on 21 shots. So not bad at all. And, and even against Arizona, he won that game. So he's actually two and one you know, as a starting goaltender this year for the Jets in his three starts, 2.73 goals against 890 save percentage. Uh, So definitely a a situation where, you know, can we trust him in between the pipes? That's the biggest question. I still lean Jets. I do. That's just, do I have the confidence here to take them with the Riddick in that, who's not not a goalie I'm fond of here. It should be Pyotr Kochetkov for Carolina. Um, That was a Tough loss for Carolina Saturday night. I mean, my goodness, they give up the tie. They're leading one nothing the whole game, tying goal one one, and then all give up one chance in overtime to Goligoski. It ends up going in the net. Minnesota wins in overtime, so real tough loss for Carolina in that game. They're certainly going to be looking to bounce back, but we're betting numbers and prices. We're not always betting teams. I always tell people that, and the idea of Winnipeg plus one fifty underdog seems like they're being a little bit undervalued here. And even with Riddick in the net, I lean that way, and I. Might lean a little bit more toward an over here, especially with Riddick being in net as well. What do you think, Alex, Carolina, Winnipeg? Yeah, definitely overs make total sense. I jumped all over this Carolina team total over. I got plus uh, 120 over three and a half right before they confirmed. And it's not a full confirmation of Riddick, but Connor Hellebuck did not go through his normal routines in net during warm-ups for for his starting day. So that usually indicates. uh, Left-wing lock hasn't confirmed for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Goalie post does as well. But but, but the tweet that came out this morning, and I haven't seen, I haven't seen an actual Riddick in goal yet, but it's, it's, you know, pretty much 99% uh, that he will be getting the start. And he's a guy I'm looking to fade uh, in in different forms. Now, full game over, it would make a little bit of sense, but I like Kochekov. Uh, the form that he's that I've seen and I've watched him, like I said, now going back uh, into that Calder Cup run he has, he's got quality form. Uh, you mentioned with the Carolina loss, like I said, that was a tough one. I had Carolina on Saturday as well as uh, Pittsburgh. Carolina, you know, dominated in that game for most of the part, just couldn't find it on the score sheet. I think they'll be able to. We know it's a team that can get up shots in bunches. Uh, you get 40, 45 shots on David Riddick, chances are he's not even going to stay in the game long enough to make that many saves or face that many shots. He'll, he'll get ran out of the net. I wouldn't be shocked here if he, if he does get pulled. So maybe look at a Riddick saves under. Uh, it's something I don't really jump on for player props, but if, if you see that available, that might be something worth looking at. But I think the best bet of this uh, game for sure is Carolina team total over three and a half. You can still get a plus price. I'm seeing plus 105s, plus 110s. You're not going to find 120, but I think it's still great value. Yeah, like in the Carolina team total over, I'll never sit, tell anyone, yeah, that's a bad bet when you see David Riddick in net. Uh, that definitely concerns. Now, like I said, two and one. He's actually won two of his three starts, but the numbers still aren't great. I mean, it's a sub-900 save percentage, so we definitely need to see more before we're ready to really bank on him shutting the door night in and night out. Uh, New York Islanders, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, next up, we've got the Leafs here, minus 170. Uh, home favorites, uh, the total in this one, currently uh, six uh, across the board. Um I think this could be an over. I like the over a little bit here, uh, Islanders and Leafs. Sneaky over. I mean, the Islanders, we've talked about it with this team. Under Lane Lambert, this is not that defensive uh, brick wall they've been uh, in years past, and they have not been the under machine 
uh, that they've been in years past too. And uh, we've seen that on display. Uh, they've gone over the total now. The Islanders trending over last seven games, five and two uh, to the over. Another over cashed in with the Stars and the Islanders the other night, a 5-2 victory uh, for the Dallas Stars. The Leafs are showing signs of getting some offense really starting to click for them. I mean, you look at the last three games, Sheldon Keefe has made a little subtle lineup adjustment here in the last few games for this team. He's basically moved Nylander with uh, Matthews and uh, Bunting, and he's moved Marner down with Tavares and Kerfoot. And man, it's things are clicking all of a sudden. It's like unbelievable. Uh, all of a sudden, the top two lines are really starting to get it going. Uh, definitely, uh, I think more continuity, just things seem to be fitting better with a Nylander, Matthews, Bunting top line and a Marner, Tavares, Kerfoot second line for the Leafs since Keith made these tweaks with the uh, top six forward group, and it's been working uh, for this group. I also look at the absence of TJ Brody, who's been out now for a few games for the Leafs. That's You're a weaker defensive team without him. He is very good in his own end. He's one of the better ones in his own zone for Toronto. So I think they play more toward over without Brody. And they play more toward over with the better, I think, chemistry that we're seeing from the second top two lines right now since he's made those uh, changes. I mean, since he made the changes, they put a five spot on the board against Pittsburgh. They shellacked that Buffalo team defensively Saturday night. Now, Buffalo's been struggling, but still, that Toronto team offensively has got it cooking right now since the uh, lineup was uh, adjusted a little bit. So I think this is an over here at six with the Islanders and the Leafs. And again, we're starting to see the, the, uh, the Islanders play a little bit more of a looser style uh, of play. Uh, we'll see who's in net tonight in this game. It should be uh, Ilya Sorokin for the Islanders. Even his play has kind of gone downhill a little bit. Three goals or more surrendered in three of his last four starts. And then you got the young kid in net for Toronto, uh, Eric Schalgren. Uh, obviously, they're going to give uh, Matt Murray a little bit of a break, although Murray's played really well since he's come back. They're giving Schalgren uh, this start tonight, the Leafs. So he's been really good, but he's also had a couple of moments where a couple goals got by him that you'd say, hey, got to make that save so put it all together i like over the total i'd lean to the islanders too a little bit this kind of feels like one of those games the leafs would lose you're getting everybody excited right beat pittsburgh beat buffalo hang tough with new jersey this rolling devils team and you almost beat them this feels like that spot where the leafs leaf and so for that reason i'll lean to the islanders a little bit here at plus 150 uh, alex what do you think islanders leafs yeah this does feel like a spot where the leafs could leave but you know the the, the history Suggest that it won't be. They've, they've done pretty well against Islanders. And some of those scores have been misleading in, in the past. You see a lot of three roll, three nothings, three ones. Those were some tighter games uh, with some late empty net goals. That these two teams have played each other kind of tight. Uh, so I'm not laying a dollar seventy. That's for sure. If I had to play a side, it would be strictly on the value purpose of the Islanders. But I like that total as well. Six makes a ton of sense. And I really think you could even get a little greedy. Go with that, grab that five and a half at a plus price. I don't think we're going to see scoring right off the bat. Uh, these are two teams that have tend to kind of get their scoring rolling later on in the game, making those adjustments, as you mentioned, this at Toronto, making those adjustments overall in their lineup. But they've uh, fared well making adjustments in game, and we've seen some higher scoring second and third periods from them. So I'm going to look with that over, but I'm going to wait and grab a live uh, price, try to get a plus price at five and a half. All right. Uh, excellent. Uh, definitely lean uh, over. And 
I, I might get there with a small pizza money bet on the Islanders. I just this feels like one of those spots for the Leafs where it's they're they're due to have a stinker, and they usually don't go more than three four games in a row without something where they look mediocre again. And I think the Islanders bring it tonight, especially after the last two games, where especially that Dallas game. I don't think they're going to like the way they played particularly uh, in that game. All right, Anaheim and St. Louis. Yeah, you're not seeing things. These two teams are playing each other again uh, for the second straight game and the and the same venue. Uh, St. Louis as Saturday night. Uh, we got St. Louis minus 200 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, you know, when I look at this game here with the uh, Ducks and the Blues, I was on the over Saturday night. I'd probably lean that way again, uh, or St. Louis team total. I don't know what's going to change. The Blues are certainly rolling again, and they've gone through their little uh, rough patch, and they have now won six straight games. They're scoring goals in bunches again. How about 16 goals in the last three games? for this uh, Blues team. Power play has been cooking three power play goals the last four games. Uh, this is just a pathetic penalty kill for Anaheim. I mean, all year it's been dreadful. I mean, you talk about a matchup here, Alex, of An uh, St. Louis on the power play where they're 12th in the league. Anaheim's dead last, dead last penalty kill uh, in the NHL. So definitely I would I would come back to the same two uh, considerations here. Our St. Louis team total over, full game over. Now it is revenge spot for Anaheim, but man, they're just struggling right now. And the injuries are starting to mount. We already talked about how Jamie Drysdale's been missed dearly on that blue line. Nathan Beaulieu's out on that blue line. And now you've got some other injuries up front starting to accumulate. Derek Grant, a good two-way center. Chattenkirk's questionable. Uh, Maxime Comtois, who's been very good for the uh, St. Louis or for Anaheim at, this year. He missed the last game probably out again tonight with a lower body injury. So definitely have some injury concerns mounting here for a St. Louis. Looks like the uh, goaltending matchup tonight will be Bennington uh, against Gibson. Keep in mind uh, the game on uh, Saturday night for the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, against Anaheim. Uh, it was also Bennington there in that game, and they went, went with uh, Gibson, who got pulled, and Stolarz uh, had to take over. They're going back to John Gibson tonight. So, you know, got pulled against St. Louis Saturday night. Does he rebound, have a better performance tonight? But, uh, you know, the overcast for me Saturday night, it's probably the way I would go in this game rather than either side. Uh, Alex, anything here, Ducks, Blues? Yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, the scheduling spot is very strange to have, uh, you know, in, in the second time in three days in the same venue. Uh, two teams playing one another. But what's interesting is because of what happened with the shortened season in 2021, we actually have stats on when this occurred. And this occurred with these two teams three different times uh, during that 2021 season. Interesting pattern where the home team uh, you know, won in both of those meetings. So game one and game two, Anaheim won uh, a pair. St. Louis won a pair in two of those sets. So that's something to look at, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about a trend that's close enough to where, you know, these two teams, because they were in the same division at one point, uh, for whatever reason, you know, they, you can kind of just loop it back. So I like this over at six. Uh, I would maybe even look to play St. Louis on the, the puck line. Uh, you know, this is something where you can see them, like I said, Anaheim just can't stop anything right now. St. Louis is getting the offense rolling and uh, maybe you'll be able to find another win by margin. It's kind of a copy paste. Uh, sort of place. So I'm going to go uh, Blues puck line. And I'm going to go over six. All right. Blues puck line and over six for uh, Alex here uh, with the uh, Ducks and the Blues. All right. On we go. It's these Road Warrior. I don't know if they're Warrior. I think they call them Road Weary 
uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, as they're taking on the uh, Nashville Predators. Nashville, should we be laying minus 240 uh, with uh, Nashville? But here they are, obviously, because they're playing Arizona, laying a significant number. Uh, the total in this game currently six. Um, you know, I don't recommend a, a ton of unders in the NHL, but this feels like an under to me. I mean, Arizona is definitely struggling to score goals right now. Uh, no question about that. Uh, they have one against Vegas, one against the Rangers, two against New Jersey, uh, two against the Islanders uh, during the last four games. They've, they're on a five, six and zero under streak. Arizona uh, in their last six games. Uh, Nashville's kind of trended under as well. Three of the last four since they've been back home uh, after that brutal road trip. You know they've uh, they've started to play better and they've done it with better play in their own end, better goaltending, better defensive structure. You know, they beat the Rangers in a low-scoring 2-1 game, beat Minnesota in a low-scoring 2-1 game, uh, hung tough, lost in overtime to Tampa in their last game. But, again, trending uh, under the total. Certainly would lean under this total uh, here with uh, Coyotes and Predators tonight. I I want to find reasons to take a shot with Arizona at this number, but the fact remains they've just been on the road for so long. They haven't been back home. They've been on the road since November 3rd. That was their last home game. You know, that's almost three weeks uh, on the road and you're going into the holidays now and you're going to be on the road through this Thanksgiving week because you go to Carolina, Detroit, and Minnesota after this in your next three games. So it's just been a long trip. I worry that they're hitting a wall physically. I think the effort's there. I think, you know, Vimalka's played better in net for the most part. This is probably a game Nashville is going to be in tough to win by a big margin. I mean, I want to take the 200, but I feel like this team's running on fumes a little bit just because they've been on the road forever. That being said, I would absolutely only lean to uh, Arizona in this game. Connor Ingram in net for Arizona here, uh, 4.32 goals against 870 save percentage, but Arizona's not scoring. I don't know if I trust Nashville to light it up either, so I, I'd still lean under in this one. What do you think, Alex, Arizona? Net? This is a clear path. I do think it's interesting. Connor Ingram is getting the start in net. This is against the, his old franchise. He didn't get much time in Nashville. He spent most of that time with Milwaukee. The That's HL probably team. why Andre Tourney is starting him, just a hunch. Hey, he was, yeah. wasn't there long, but he's still going to want to show up, play well tonight. Yeah, definitely. But like you said, this is just a, a tough spot for Arizona. I don't really think there's going to be any spot to back Arizona on this trip. Honestly, I'm just waiting for them to get back home and, and looking for what hopefully will be the colossal. I mean, what are the odds that they're going to probably draw a Bruins team that could be on a hot run, and we might see them be, you know, minus 500 underdogs or minus 500 favorites uh, when they return home. It's just unbelievable. But Arizona, you know, there's no value on anything. You can't even go under the team total uh, without laying a dollar 25. And Nashville's not a team that I trust regularly to just pick up three, four goals, and especially when you got to lay a dollar 40 there. So this is just a, a clear pass. If I see where maybe Nashville's, you know, mailing it in. Look for something Arizona live because you'll still be able to get some good value live if it's a scoreless first period. But uh, this will probably be a game I might not even tune in to watch for a bunch of. I will say, I think Yuso Parson, and I'll come back to the well with him for uh, Nashville. He's been on the top line center spot now for a few games in a row and played well and made the most of his opportunity. He scored in uh, multiple games uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators, so I might come back with another goal score prop look toward Yuso Parson in here for uh, Nashville here in this game tonight. Uh, Colorado-Dallas, we've got Dallas minus 120, slight home favorites, six being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, should be an interesting matchup, 10-5, and five, uh, Colorado, 10-6, and six, call, uh, Dallas 11-7, and seven, but Dallas has played very well at home, 5-2 and two, uh, on home ice. Colorado's at the end of a road trip. They return home to play Vancouver. 
uh, after this. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Now, it's not been a long road trip. It's only been, This is only the third game of it. Uh, they started in Carolina, won in overtime, and then shut out a just depleted Washington team for nothing uh, in their uh, last game. Uh, it's been a solid road trip. Will they want to end it on a uh, perfect note? We'll see if they're able to. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be on either side because I do like the way Dallas is playing. I got to admit, I mean, very impressed uh, with what I've seen from them. Jake Ottinger, Alexander Georgiev, by the way, confirmed goaltenders here for tonight. Are still, uh, you know, a few injuries on that blue line of Colorado's Gerard Byram and McDermott, but they've overcome it uh, so far on the road trip. Dennis Gurionov, upper body game time decision for Dallas. And same with uh, Rope Hintz uh, for Dallas, lower body game time decision. We'll see if he plays. He did not play late scratch against the Islanders, but uh, no Rupe Hintz, no problem. Uh, as they ended up getting the uh, job done uh, 5-2 against the Islanders. They're playing really well, Dallas. So good game. Don't really want to step in front of either side. When it's a successful road trip in the first few games, when it's that final game, I'm not usually rushing to back the team that's playing the final game of a pretty good road trip, um, but also not really interested in fading Colorado, all that anxious to do that either. So that's why I'm going to lay off this game from a side perspective totals wise could probably go either way as well what do you think alex colorado dallas yeah this isn't a colorado favorite this is a backing dallas this is a good team this is a very underrated team you know I, i've been talking high praises uh, on jake ottinger he had another solid performance 27 saves and got the win uh, against the islanders and now you're taking on a colorado team like I said, they're having a, a good you know road trip they've won six of the last seven games. But look at those wins, okay? Other than the two wins against Carolina, who's having injury issues and goalie issues of their own, uh, you beat Columbus, not that great of a team, uh, twice, and you beat them, you know, in, in Finland. You beat a Nashville team that's not that impressive. You beat, you know, shut out Washington. We know how bad and slow they are. That's a gigantic mismatch, Colorado and Washington, as far as uh, speed on ice goes. Uh, so, you know, this is a Dallas team that I think should be a higher favorite than a dollar twenty, especially catching Colorado at the end of a road trip. As good as they've been uh, down this stretch, I think this is a Dallas team that really knows, hey, we're playing our division rivals, the defending Stanley Cup champions. We have a chance to really make a mark and, and stay atop the Central Division, get two points at home tonight. I like Dallas here. Yeah, I think, like, definitely, I think when you look at those situationals, you know, who's more interested and more emphatic about, yeah, we really want a regular season win over the opponent. Definitely Dallas. Colorado's won a Stanley Cup. They lose this game. They're not going to lose any sleep over it. Where if you're Dallas, you know, this is the measuring stick. This is the defending Stanley Cup champions. You want to show that, hey, the, the nice little stretch of hockey we're putting together, it's not a fluke. It's not by accident. And the way you do that is you go out there and you play well and you try to beat a very good Colorado team. So, We'll see if Dallas does that tonight. Certainly they're capable of it. And Ottinger's starting to shake off the old cobwebs of the injury, right? Yeah. Remember the first game or two, he didn't look right, didn't look sharp. Well, he looked a lot better in that Islander game. I thought he played pretty well. And he's too good of a goalie. I think you know eventually he's going to get back uh, on track, and we're starting to see that here from him the last start or two, especially that game Saturday night that he played uh, against uh, the New York and, Islanders. And you know what? I'll take a, a, a sprinkle too. Jason Robertson, give me over a half in his power play points, plus 165 I'm seeing at BetMGM, Bet365, and a couple other books. Uh, I think, like I said, he's definitely one of those guys that, that makes this team go around. And, you know, for him to have a big game against the Avalanche team and a, and a vaulted defense, even though, like I said, that be it having some of their injury issues, uh, I think this would be a game where he could definitely step out. I think that's good value for him to get some something going on the power play tonight. 
All right, maybe look at some uh, power play points there for uh, Jason Robertson of the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, and when you look at the uh, lineup tonight, I'm trying to see if there's any major adjustments. Ben and Sagan have got it going right now for the uh, Stars, and that's also when they're locked in and they're engaged and they're playing well, they're a better hockey team, and they've got it going right now. So their props are not a bad look. I've been talking about the youngster, Matei Blumel, although he's been shifted down to the third line tonight uh, for Dallas. So, But I've mentioned Blumel still worth a look. And as I, I posted the uh, on the screen on YouTube, if you're watching, the comment by Chris Otto, which is right, the Dallas game's – uh, 10 straight Dallas games have gotten to at least six in terms of total goals. So uh might have you thinking over a pass if you uh, want to ride that trend. But the counter argument to that, as I looked at the series history recently, one under after another, Colorado and Dallas. So uh, that's why it's tricky total for me to get a good read on, good gauge on. All right, next up, we've got Vegas and Vancouver. Uh, Vegas minus 135 road favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, you've got Vegas off the uh, loss against the uh, Edmonton Oilers, uh, four to three in overtime the other night. Uh, Vegas team that's fourteen and five uh, on the season. Obviously, uh, they've uh, been excellent for the most part, and really even in the loss against uh, uh, Edmonton, they didn't play that bad. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Vancouver, two days off following a four-one win against LA. Don't look now; they've won two in a row. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, but at the same time, it's still a very beaten up and ravaged team at the moment and look and then they finally got one hell of a goaltending effort out of Demko who's had a dreadful year who's near the bottom of the NHL and goals saved above average that statistic he's near the bottom uh, of the league but he rose up and looked like the Thatcher Demko we saw at times when he was uh, playing great the last two years can he keep it going he'll be in net tonight for Vancouver once again as you would expect but again banged up the defense is banged up a little bit. Pod Colson's day to day. Tanner Pearson's on IR. So, still some concerns there for the uh, Canucks. You got Vegas off a loss. Uh, Nicholas Waugh is day to day for them. Uh, we'll see who's in that. No confirmation yet, just a projection that it's uh, Logan Thompson here uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Uh, worth noting that, uh, yeah, these two teams, uh, no one has a back to back. So, you would think you'll go see uh, Logan Thompson here. Uh, in between the uh, pipes for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Not that I'm saying for sure, but it could be Aiden Hill, but I, I think you'll probably end up seeing uh, Logan Thompson when it's all said and done. You know, I like the concept of Vegas off a loss. It's minus 135, minus 140. I'm not going to say the price is great, but, you know, they beat Buffalo struggling might, mightily. They beat L.A. You know, Kings were off the big win against Edmonton, the high of that. They were really, you know, I think geared up to beat the Oilers from the playoff loss last year. And L.A. played well enough. They just ran into Thatcher Demko on by far his best night of the season. So I'm not going to make too much of Vancouver's last two wins. I, I'd probably look toward laying this moderate price with Vegas in this game uh, and maybe lean over as well at six and a half. Even though Vegas can be an under team, I'm still not sold on Vancouver being an under team, if you know what I mean. That 4-1 game could have been could have been actually L.A. could have had four or five goals. I mean, Demko really was good. There were some good chances he had to stare down. And if he gets... If Vancouver gives up those grade-A chances, again, chances are they might not be as fortunate keeping the puck out of the net. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Golden Knights, Canucks? I love this first period over. And if you can still grab the $1.40, I see Bet Online still has it. But uh, if you if you have anything higher than one fifty, I'd say wait and grab it in-game. Uh, Vancouver's has been absolutely dominant uh, first period overs. But so has Vegas. Seven of the last ten have gone over. Uh, we're getting a one and a half, which is a, a decent price. These are two teams that know they have to play each other and, and, and get off to a fast start against one another. Uh, Vancouver's been doing that against everybody all season, but like I said, Vegas has started to kind of pick up their pace 
uh, early on the offensive front as well. So one and a half, I'm, I laid a dollar forty. If if you can't get anything uh, cheaper than a dollar fifty, wait and grab it in game at, at a better price. Anything minus a dollar twenty five would be a, a strike for me. But you can probably if you can time it out and try to wait for a plus price. I wouldn't advise that. I'd probably look to just grab something just 30, 40 cents cheaper than what you see right now. Yeah, there's no denying that whatsoever. You're right. Those first period overs with Vancouver have been uh, a gold mine uh, this year for anyone that's uh, been able to jump on that and caught onto it quickly. Uh, there's no question. And they are definitely uh, having a lot of success uh, with that uh, if they've been riding it. Uh, as far as props go in this game tonight, really, it's been top heavy. You know, the big guns have been getting it done, Eichel. But Riley Smith's been good lately for Vegas, for Vancouver. Bo Horvat continues to deliver. You're not getting, like they say, the bargain bin prices, but I mean, he's just been lighting it up offensively. You got to give him credit. Played like a true captain this year for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. No question with the way he's been able to find the back of the net. All right. Final game of this Monday card Ottawa Senators, San Jose Sharks, even money, minus 110, uh, both sides, six the total. Uh, I'm going to come back to the well one more. Now, obviously, I knew the risk of it with the Rangers game on Saturday night. Shesterkin and Net. I think Rangers trying to clamp down defensively, and they sure did. Uh, and they ended up with the uh, two to one victory over San Jose, and it broke the little streak that we've seen with San Jose with their team total going over and the full game involving the Sharks going over. But I'm coming back to it here. I'm not giving up on it after one game. San Jose finally held to less than three goals. Uh, in a game with that Rangers loss. But prior to that, as I mentioned, they had scored three goals or more in 10 straight games. Uh, I think there's probably a chance we see them get back on the uh, score sheet here in this one. This is one of those games where, again, at BetMGM, you can get a little bit of security and go over three instead of over three and a half. That's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to bet the MG, the BetMGM uh, team total here uh, on the uh, San Jose Sharks in this game. Uh, as a, You can all, uh, go for the plus price if you want with over three and a half with the uh, San Jose team total. But again, get that little uh, extra security blanket of if they score uh, just three goals where you can get over three minus 135 right now at uh, BetMGM. And I'm going to go over six as well. I mean, Ottawa Senators aren't bringing the defense right now that the uh, New York Rangers are. Uh, not, not even close, and it continues to be an issue for them. Uh, they got lit up by New Jersey on Saturday, uh, 5-1. They did shut down Buffalo, but that was probably the only good defensive showing we've seen from Ottawa in a very long time. They gave up four to the Islanders, four again to New Jersey, six to Vancouver. Uh, it's been a dreadful run, 2-8 and eight, their last uh, 10 games. Uh, they are starting a road trip, and I, I could see this being an advantageous focus spot for Ottawa, and they'd probably lean to them from a side perspective, but again, also looking at the fact that I think San Jose's got the chance to get that three-plus goals streak of theirs back on track tonight. Keep in mind for Ottawa, you know how important he's been to them. And the injuries, by the way, too. Uh, uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, who's been filling in, uh, he's on IR. So that's an addition to Shabbat. So they're even more shorthanded now on the blue line. And Shane Pinto, game-time decision with a lower body injury for Ottawa. And you know how he's been a, a catalyst for them offensively this year. So... Some injury concerns here for Ottawa coming into this game, but I still like San Jose team total over three. I'm coming back to the well with it one more time and also over six Senators and Sharks. Kokkinen has been confirmed in net for the uh, Sharks. I would assume, not confirmed, but I would assume Cam Talbot gets back in net here for Ottawa tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Senators, Sharks? Yeah, this would probably be a game I look to grab a live over with as well. I think the over should cash in. But these are two really bad teams that don't have, haven't got off to the hottest of starts in, in games as of late. Like I said, uh, San Jose, that that offense, they should be able to kind of roll. And, and 
I would lean, actually kind of lean toward them, honestly, but especially with the ba- the bang-up injuries that Ottawa's had. I wouldn't be shocked. If they can get to, to three, three-and-a-half goals, it might, more than likely might lead to a, a victory. But uh, I want to see how this one plays out a little bit early, see him what the pace is like, and uh, look for something in-game. All right. Looking for an in-game line potentially with the uh, over here for uh, Ottawa and San Jose LeBanc. Barabanov and Cunnan and even Carlson are all considerations for San Jose props for Ottawa. Uh, you know, Dabrinkit's starting to show signs, but uh, Derek Broussard on the second line center spot, you know, he's going to have to give him some offense now if he's going to play in that position. And he did find the back of the net against uh, New Jersey uh, the other night, uh, Broussard for the uh, Senators. So I'm saying maybe you, you see if that maybe gets a little spark going for him. Uh, offensively getting on the board and he's had three plus shots on goal in three straight games uh, two of them since he's been up in the second line center spot so he's getting chances he finally got the goal against New Jersey Derek Broussard the veteran center second line center current uh, for Ottawa maybe consider him for a value goal score prop option in this game tonight Uh, great stuff with Alex B Smith that is the Monday card again we try to go with a little bit more of a brisk pace today because it's just one show after another for me uh, on a Monday. Uh, that's just the way it is. But uh, hit the like button. We appreciate everybody tuning in. 178 live viewers. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. Uh, tons of bonus content and features there. Uh, patreon.com slash ice guys. And uh, best bets to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going with Carolina at Winnipeg. We're going to go Hurricanes team total over three and a half. You can still find it as, as good as a plus 115 to uh, even money. Anything in, in a plus price range, I would endorse. Uh, David Riddick and Nett, he has just been a- absolutely awful. Uh, we've seen this for quite some time where he's just his form is just not good. Where on the flip side, Carolina, not necessarily the, an offensive juggernaut this year, but with Kachekov and Nett, one of the better uh, third-string goalies in the league, I think, uh, they can rely on, on him at the back end, get some things rolling offensively. And I think if they can fire off a, a glug of shots on, on Riddick, they'll be able to find the back of the net. So let's go Carolina team total over three and a half and plus price. Uh, I got plus 120, Blake Sink. If anything, plus 115 to even money, that'll be good enough for my best bet. All right, there it is. Carolina Hurricanes team total over three and a half at a plus price. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Mine's going to be. The Boston Bruins, minus 110 against uh, Tampa Bay. I just think they're playing extremely well. All facets, the power play is good. The special teams have been excellent. Both ends of the ice, they played extremely well. And I think uh, this is a game where they show why they've been one of the top teams in the NHL. It's been a remarkable start. You're not going to get prices with the Bruins like this very often. As long as they keep playing somewhat like they have been so far, take advantage of it. I say Boston minus 110 against Tampa Bay for my best bet for this Monday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for a rare short Tuesday slate with just two games tomorrow on the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 